classic 80s metal. Symphonic death metal opera. But I've got to be in the mood to listen to Black Sabbath. Many of our listeners weren't even born then. Back for its time, it was very progressive. I can see there are thrash elements. You are a metal paradox. A stunning vision of death metal. I would listen to it over and over and over again today. It just seems so dated. I hear this more as operatic as goth. Florianson will surpass Halford as the iconic heavy metal singer. You're listening to The Great Metal Debate Podcast. Welcome back, metal fans. It's the Great Metal Debate Podcast. This is your host, Gomthog. Normally joined by 80s metal fan Brian, but this evening we have a special guest. I want to introduce you to our contributor from down under, Randy Thrashover. Good day, mate. What's been going on up there up in the United States? How you blokes doing? I'm here to tell you what real metal is, my friend. I'm going to give you an education from down under, and I'm not talking about your undercarriage. Randy, we've wanted to have you on the podcast for a long time, man. I'm glad we were finally able to make this happen. We made it happen, mate. I was on a walkabout for a while, having me a few fosters and fighting with some Sheilas, but we got it taken care of. Well, Randy, you're the fan of everything that's crossover. You are the living bridge between metal and punk, and so... I know we're going to have a lot to talk about. don't want to get into everything. Uh, tell us a little about yourself. Well, man, I just like good metal. I don't care if you're dancing and slam dancing from the 80s or you're headbanging from the death metal that comes up these days. I love bands like old uh, Phil Anselmo plays in and the Illegals and then a Super Joint Ritual band. You know, that's a good uh, Agnostic Frost. I also like Ross the Boss, the new album you're coming out with. is tits, mate. It's awesome. Did you mix... Agnostic Front and Celtic Frost. I think I may have done that, mate. (laughs) I'm a little too far into the keg, if you know what I mean. That would be quite the metal band, Agnostic Frost. I'd like to see that band play, man. Agnostic Front and Celtic Frost in a meeting, a, a battle of the style. Well, that's how they play when they come down here, bloke. They team up. Agnostic Frost. You wish you'd seen that band. All right, man. Well, we're going to talk more about the crossover, the link between metal and punk in a moment. But first, we've got some amazing music. We're going to start out with Abysmalia. And then after the break, I'm going to talk to you, Randy, about some amazing shows that I've been to.
was Against the Absolute by Abysmalia off their 2015 album Polarization. Some great Finnish progressive thrash metal. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I think they're related to Abysmalia Frost, a band that we watch down here a lot. There's a lot of bands down there that are that have Frost in the title. There's a lot of freaking Frost down here, brother. I'm here to tell you. Are you drinking a Frosters right now? I certainly am. More than one, my friend. Well, Randy, I got to tell you about some not frosty but hot bands that I recently saw. This past week, I went to two different shows, one in Louisville, Kentucky, and then one up in Newport, just south of Cincinnati. Did you see, mate? Man, the first show was the debut of the North American tour for Camelot, Delane, and Battle Beast. Oh, that's a nice one. Got a couple of great Sheilas in those bands. Man, I was so excited to see this. These bands that I had seen before, Battle Beast a couple of times, Camelot three times, and Delane, this was my seventh time to see the band play live. Excellent. How was it being the first show of the of the tour? Well, you wonder about that. Like, generally, I don't think you want to see the first show when they're trying to work out the kinks. Yeah. I thought they came with a lot of energy, albeit maybe it would have been better to see them on the second, third, or fourth night. But I was very impressed. Battle Beast, I'd seen them a year ago, the first time that they toured North America. We had a chance to have Nora Luimo on the show, an amazing lady, and she brought it once again. So much energy and power to their performance. Of course, if my friend Brian was here, he would remark on the 80s classic metal style that they bring to their performance. Really nothing I can say about that other than they were, again, amazing. Only critique I would have was it was essentially the same set list and performance as before. They didn't really bring any new tracks to the table. Nora's quite the Sheila. I'd love to go see them, and Brian definitely loves that last album they put out, although she's kind of fierce. All those ladies in those bands are fierce. Were they fucking it up all night, or were they playing good? They played very well, man. They definitely brought the energy to the performance, and uh, even though I know they had to be jet-lagged coming from Finland, they definitely provided the method. Oh, yeah, man. I'd hunt her like a crock in the outback, I tell you. And then Delane, a band I've seen so many times over the years, uh, this was my first time to see them play a number of tracks off their Moonbathers album. A great performance. Charlotte Wessel's voice, amazing as ever. The rest of the band, spot on. And the only critique I might have would be they played so much from their most recent album, Moonbathers, and from the previous two albums, but didn't go back to the earlier material off Lucidity or April Rain. So that was a little bit missing. Obviously, still being an opener, they didn't have the opportunity to expand their set and play maybe all the songs that they wanted, but very energetic performance, and they were well-received once again in Louisville, Kentucky. That Charlotte Wessels, even down here, man, out in the outback, we love to listen to her. The Human Condition was one of my favorite albums by the symphonic metal band, and I love the way that you, Sheila's, get in touch with your emotions there and are environmentally conscious. That lady can really belt it out. And then Camelot, man, my God. That's one band every time I've seen them. You end that show with just, you're just grinning ear to ear because of the the power, the majesty, and just the sheer fun that they bring to their performance. Tommy Karavik is a great singer. And once again, one of the most remarkable things to me about Camelot, they're all great musicians. 
Thomas Youngblood can writes and performs some of the best metal riffs that you find. But one of the amazing things about them is how each tour, they bring along a new female backing vocalist to introduce the world. This time it was Lauren Hart from the band Once Human. She was able to deliver, as she does with Once Human, incredible deep growling vocals, but also had some cleans that were really impressive. I thought she was amazing. Her performance was equal, if not better, than the previous ladies I've seen on tour with Camelot before, Alyssa White Gluz and Cobra Page. Those ladies really know how to build it out. doesn't matter whether they're ladies or blokes. They bring the metal, and I kind of like that. And then that weekend, Randy, on Saturday was Record Store Day across the nation, where a lot of bands were performing live in record stores to promote people continuing to come out and support buying records, buying the actual material physically in stores across the country. I went out to Newport, Kentucky, where I got to see some amazing bands. Who'd you see, bloke? Went to Jet Age Records in Newport, and there saw the amazing American pagan metal band Winter Hymn, as well as New Wave of British heavy metalers Automaton and black metal troupe Knithing. Too bad you're a dick about talking different characters, because Brian would really love to talk about Winterham. How were they? For me up to Newport, that's more than a three-hour drive, but damn, well worth my time. Winterham is one of, in my opinion, the best heavy metal bands in North America. I don't think there are a dozen metal bands that I would rather go see than Winterham. The quality, the quality of their music and performance is amazing. But the other bands on the bill were excellent as well. I'd not heard of Nithing before, but I'm a huge fan of black metal. And those young guys really brought it, screeching out the black metal in the middle of the afternoon when the sun is shining bright. So it looked like all those bands were playing in a room about the size of a bathroom stall, brother. Yeah, well, they were playing in a record store. Again, that's what happened on that Saturday across the nation, different bands performing in record stores to promote people getting out to record stores it was an intimate venue but amazing place to see a show yeah it seems really cool man you got to be careful when you don't want to knock over the coffee maker while your set is going on and then automaton new wave of british heavy metal as well as power metal second time to see those guys perform live a very powerful set and you might like this randy they bring a different type of punk to the performance steampunk i like those blokes they put out some pretty good music and then winterham what they do musically i think is amazing the blending of folk metal power metal even some death metal in there i think they are criminally underrated and i encourage everyone to check out their sophomore album blood and shadow you will not be disappointed yeah, bloke, I really like those dudes. They're very talented musicians, but they don't run around naked in the sun like we do down here, so it's a little hard to get into. Well, Randy, we're on to our second song of the episode. This one from a band that I know my buddy Brian would love, the Los Angeles, California metal act Lethal Night. This off their 2017 album Visions in the Night. They are on the prowl.
That was On the Prowl by the band Lethal Night from their 2017 album Visions in the Night. I find it ironic that when I listened to this band, I couldn't tell whether it was a bloke or a Sheila playing, uh, singing the tunes. If they really want to go on the prowl, tell them to come in the outback and they'll get bit by a pit viper in their nuts and die quickly. Well, Randy, again, one of the reasons that I really wanted to have you on the podcast was to continue with you, the expert in thrash, crossover, metalcore, and punk, a debate I've had with Brian about the intersection between punk and metal. Oh, Blake, there's so much good shit in this genre right here. And face it, man, Mr. Gumthog, there are crossover genres that are very alive and kicking, and this is one of the best. I'll be honest, I'm the person who says there's a clear distinction between metal and punk. It's not anything I have against punk. I actually like punk, and I think what punk music does is awesome. But to me, it's distinct, separate from metal, and that the attitude and sound of punk is just different than metal. Tell me why I'm wrong. Bloke, I respect your opinion, but it's fucked up and you're wrong. I don't, mean to, I don't mean to be it that way. But here's the thing, man. It has to do with the guitar sounds and the distortion and whether or not you present yourself with a style of thrashing, mad head banging four four time signature snare drum driven songs and both metal and thrash and punk all of those sounds are exactly the same basis well i ain't got nothing against sheila singing but until you do like i did at the melbourne nature preserve amphitheater you know nothing of metal out in the world fast and furious pace of the down under you gotta fight for your right to party and if you want my respect for all the metal you listen to and the great shows you've been seeing Bring your ass to a show where a group of animals like kangaroos is called a mob, and dingoes charge your stays and gnaw on your scrotum to your outro of a song. You don't know real metal, showmate. I'm talking pissing your nipples and your foreskin between choruses. That cause most of you American metalheads to shit your pants. Metal, hardcore, punk, you call that shit what you want, but it ain't hard and fast and dangerous unless your blood pressure's rising. Randy, you make some valid points. I guess you have a lot of experience in the punk genre. Oh, you bet your ass I do, mate. You know, one of my one of my favorite trends in the punk genre and the crossover genre is that we don't need to go to some big fucking arena to have a party and a metal show, man. We just go to some bloke's house and call it a show, man. We get in the living room and we throw beer cans at each other's head and play a little heavy metal, and that's called a show. We accidentally used a nail gun at the garage one time to keep rhythm with the band that was playing. And yeah, poor Randy was full of surgery and stitches, but it was a hell of a show. Well, Randy, I got to say, you you have come with the best defense of punk and crossover I've yet heard, man. I am speechless. I have nothing more to offer in defense of modern metal. I think it's a really great attitude and a really great argument when I can't remember what the hell I said. Well, Randy, at this point in each episode, we typically talk about recent albums or bands that we've been listening to or would recommend to others. On my part, I've been listening to Ambition's Price, the new album from Sacramento Symphonic Meddler's Grave Shadow. I've also been listening into the album Riot by melodic heavy metal rockers firstborn as well as the new album from a band i just saw this past week camelot their new one the shadow theory 
What about you, Randy? What's been playing in your Land Rover? You know, the classics like Dirty Rotten Imbeciles, Suicidal Tendencies. The new Suicidal Tendencies is awesome. It is way better than some of the shit they've been putting out lately, man. Bands like The Accused and S.O.D., all of those bands are really hitting the cusp of mixing up those genres. Bands like Iron Reagan and Municipal Waste, those bands that sort of cross the barrier but yet blow your nuts up at the same time, man. you got to love a band that can do both of those things. You have bands that are up-and-comers like Blazing Eye, Drug Lust. There are just an amazing amount of gag from out of Oakland, California. Those bands are on the cusp of metal, punk, hardcore. I love that union of all that music. Well, Randy, it's been great to have you on the episode. Any final words to our listeners when it comes down to it, we love hardcore music, hard and fast punk. Dude, it's what we live for. It's what we stand at the front and headbang with. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks to Randy Thrashover for joining us today. It's good to be here, bloke. I'm going to put on a Foster's and have a shrimp on the barbie, and I'm going to rock till my head falls off so the kangaroos can pick it up and put it in the pouch. You can access all our podcast content on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And you'll find us on social media via Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just search using the keyword Metal Debate. And if you have feedback on our show, a topic you'd like to hear us debate, or suggestion for music to play, you can send us an email to thegreatmetaldebate at gmail.com. Until our next podcast, sell your soul for metal and defend it till your dying day. Music